Hello, gorgeous ones. Hello, my love. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm really happy because we have migrated from the little hole that is your side office and out into the open air of the the kitchen. So welcome back, honeys, to another episode of Straight Up. We got a bit thrown there because we are currently sat on my sofa as opposed to at my desk, which is a wild update in the world of Cathanels. It's, it's actually wild. This is the first time in four <laughs> years that we've ever recorded here. So I want to hear all about your interview with Kesha. You've been dangling this like a carrot in front of me like a little... all week because we love to update each other on our interviews, as you guys well know and have to hear about constantly. And Ellie has not told me a single thing about this interview. Took me a while to recover from it, frankly. Get into it, honey. I came back to the office and my colleagues were like Ellie do you ever come back from an interview <laughs> not having pissed having off someone some sort of stress. having some sort of strife um I, you, I do think sometimes though it's just like unfortunate timing like your Janelle Monet did you see those videos of her by the way like dancing on the bar at the yes. Oscars after- I mean she is quite Has a pair of tits looked, ever looked that good I, I was like wow they are so close together she looked great I must say I had, when I was drunk at a wedding last weekend I kept showing people the video Oh, did you? And all the girls were like, oh my God, she looks amazing. And all the guys were like, oh my God, I can't see that. Where is, where, where was that? Yeah. <laughs> they can <laughs> find like, it later. I'm not interested. Yeah. I mean, she's quite, she has form for getting her tits out. I think she attended her birthday party last year only with a skirt on. Oh. And okay. I did body paint and stuff, but it looked amazing. Wow. I mean, if you've got it. I mean, good for her. Exactly. Personally, if I went around like that, danced with no bra on, they'd be hitting people sideways in the face. Could you actually imagine if any self-respecting non-famous person even did that at a party? (laughs) Just got up onto the bar. Anyway. No, yes. Where did you do the interview? Was it at the Soho Soho, Soho Hotel, like (laughs) Janelle Monet? No, that was at the Hamyard, babe. Oh, sorry. How did you not remember that? Normally you're very good at remembering everything. Yeah, It's part of the Firmdale group. I wasn't that far off. A little sip of gin, sorry. Um, Quick. We had Hydrate. Um, it was at the Rosewood, which is my favourite. Oh, because I love the Rosewood. Do you remember when we had our couples massage there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. great time. For my Valentine's Day gift guide, we reviewed a couples <laughs> massage. We had great fun with those gift guides. The reason why I love the Rosewood is because all around the hotel, they have piles of um, celebrations in Do they? As in the chocolate. Wow. And I first found these after binge eating a bowl after I got chucked out of the Netflix junket for asking too many questions about porn. Oh, that was the sex education one when they thought you were veering on the uh on the uh paedophilic well the question spectrum as in not you sorry that's come out really wrong no, no sorry you know what i meant well they're all of age yes anyway no they um, thought your question was inappropriate age. why do we always so, come back it's totally we my always fault. come back to this topic i always as well. bring it, i'm obsessed joy little lap no that was the seat of life <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, after that, I remember finding solace in that ball of celebrations. And I did again this time because um, <laughs> oh, no. my interview with Kesha was somewhat eventful. There's not much I can say for legal reasons, guys, because um, Kesha is in the midst of a defamation trial with Dr. Luke, who she claims um, sexually and emotionally abused her for the 10 year period that they were working together, which she denies. Uh, so that uh, trial is ongoing and in July. So I was very surprised she was even doing press at all for her new album, which is called Gag Order. Yeah, that's wild. Like, yeah, so she's had to... She, how can you do press for something you can't talk about? Yeah, so she had to have all her lyrics checked by a lawyer. So I was actually quite surprised at how forthright the album is. It's like 
very, very dark and like very honest about what she's been through, but without going into any specifics. So mm. she's kind of been like vague, but also quite like stark at the same time, if that makes any sense. So are they songs that are about co- coercion and control and that kind of Actually, they're more matter. like, they're more turned inward towards herself about self-loathing and self-hatred. And um, right. it, it's, it's really upsetting, but it's an amazing album. It's like Kesha, like you've never heard her before. Ooh, okay. She's worked with Rick Rubin, who people should yes. know is like super producer, worked with Kanye, Jay-Z. He's like probably the most revered music producer yes. in the world. And owner of a spectacular beard. Yes, amazing, like shamanic beard. <laughs> and he's super into his spirituality, which is why they work together. Because basically what happened was that Kesha in 2020 had a two hour religious experience where she thought she was having a psychotic break because she basically like, entered another dimension and spoke to God. What? And she describes being like, she, she described it to me as like, being connected to the world's source energy and finally understanding how like a forest of trees speak to each other or how sperm whales talk to each other across an ocean. That sounds like a really mad like mushroom trip. Like the feeling of one. Yes. And she was completely sober. And how did it happen? Do you know? Like what triggered it? Like was she, she, she was was she? I think she was just in bed, completely sober. Um, It lasted for two hours. The next morning she woke up and called her health worker and was like, I think I've had a psychosis and they, and they, and they said to her, no, babe, this is what happens when you have years of therapy. It's all leading up to you finally having this like amazing spiritual awakening and release. Wow. Yeah. So then her, someone close to her was like, it's time for you to meet Rick Rubin, which is like, I'm enlightened now. Yeah. She's enlightened (laughs) now. And she basically described it to me quite like, graphically as a dismemberment of her reality and everything she thought to be true was no longer real after the experience yeah is she kind of on the christian spiritualism bandwagon or is it a more um spiritual yes yeah she's not religious at all no okay she said she she said to me she'd always been fascinated by places of worship um, since she was really young, but had always felt like there was something quite problematic with how they excluded certain groups. And I think she's very like allied to the LGBTQ community. So she always didn't feel like she fitted in. I think she always felt like an outsider from those from those religious groups. She's born in Nashville to a single mother. And she, no idea. Never, she was like a southern girl. Yeah, she's never met her dad. Her mum was a singer who like didn't have the best experience in the music industry. Was kind of like chewed up by it. But they write a lot together. Anyway, so um, her, one of her mum's like biggest piece of like words of wisdom was never ever do acid oh. because what will happen is like your reality will like disappear, like the walls of your reality will crumble. Had that happened to her mum? It had happened to her mum. And so the, the spiritual awakening that Kesha has directly inspired the main single of the album, which is called Eat the Acid. Oh. Um, and it's all about how essentially like don't do acid because otherwise your your reality will crumble which is essentially how she envisioned her a weird awakening well she clearly has an, an active imagination or brain so perhaps that was sensible yes i mean she even said to me she wouldn't do acid because she'd be so scared of like going too far into that realm because mm. i said to her i was like have you never done ayahuasca because one of the um one of the spiritual leaders she samples on her album was like super into using psychedelics 
as part of his like spiritual practice yeah, yeah. and I was like oh since you're really into him like did you ever consider it she was like no because I'll just go too far because she already what's really interesting about Kesha and what was interesting about the interview is she's obsessed with the paranormal and ghosts has she always been yeah since she was really young her mom feels she can talk to dead people okay so I'm getting the vibe they're quite an alternative yeah yeah family. yeah so she was saying that her mom PB um PB she's called P- like P- P-E-B-E I think that's how you say it Pebby PB PB oh PB oh oh right as in like not the initials but... no no like PB if I say that one more time I'll stop understanding yes. the human language um English language um PB uh sorry um anyway so yes her mother has feels like she's spoken to dead people and Kasha was telling me this story that when her mom was in a park recently she like got this um connection with a woman who was telling her that like her neighbor's um insur- life insurance was out of date what? and that she needed to like fix it soon because you never knew what was going to happen and then she like went and told her neighbor and apparently it was true and right. so and she's Kesha herself has spoken to Tyler Henry who is for anyone that doesn't know the famous um medium that like all oh. the is that um, one's on all those ghost hunter shows I don't know he has his own Netflix special he's worked with loads of celebs like the Kardashians your faves did you not oh, see the episode with um, they do Chloe like, yes they do like trying to like commune with their dad and stuff like that yes yeah. well apparently he was the one that predicted to Chloe that she was having a health scare with the melanoma and also predicted Tristan's cheating. Right. Well, so yeah. Tristan's cheating was perhaps more of a, uh, more of what's the word? It was, he's probably a betting man based on odds. than. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much I believe. I mean, there's a lot of, I do quite love that. there's a lot of chat being like, he's a fraud exploiting people's grief. It's a very difficult one. I just don't know where I sit on the whole. I like, mean, I, I, I think, yeah. Communicating with the other plane. I mean, Kesha told me that Tyler Henry had told her stuff about her family that like no one could have possibly known. Okay. So, you know. Because sometimes they say that they ask like leading questions, don't they, at the beginning. Mediums have like a, it's almost like a sales thing where they, they ask you certain questions about yourself and then they sublimate those into the answers. Yes. I think it's probably... skeptics for you. Yes. I think basically I would very much not believe it until someone like predicted... Something it's like to you that to me. yeah could only be. How, how do you feel about tarot cards? Because I really want to get a tarot reading, but I'm scared. I would really like to. We've definitely talked about this. Am I going crazy? We've talked about this on air, air before. I want to get... Someone told us about their tarot reading. Was it Tolo? Kagi Dunlop? Yes, it must be. I would love to do a tarot reading. Like, let's do... Oh my God, maybe we should do one on air. Oh my Guys, God. Would you find that interesting? Yeah, let's we do a live tarot reading. But I'm so scared. What if I get the like man of the skies? The, like, death person. Yeah. Well... I don't know. That's the thing, I guess. It's it's that weird thing, isn't it? Of like, how much do you want to know your own future? Like, if you could know the day that you were like going to die, would you want to know it? No. I don't know if I want to see my future in that way. Like, I don't know. No, I don't think I do too. I don't think I like knowing. I think I'd be happy. I'd rather it be unknown. It'd be fun if we went and did it and we're like skeptical, skeptic enough that like it wouldn't matter if we got some wild stuff. But I think we're both impressionable enough that if we got a weird tarot reading, we'd mm. both be incredibly affected. There was actually this woman, she was on Dragon's Den. I'm now like, have I even said this before? I want to say they're called like the Psychic Sisters or something. And she's the in-house tarot card reader and psychic at Selfridges. So, oh, so Selfridges, we could, yeah, we could go so and do, do it do And she's now launched her own like product line, like a wellness line called, I think, Psychic Sisters. And she's like, like the dragons were like, oh my God, like we all want to go into business with her. Like she's smashing it. She's making like 
millions from all these like products that kind of like slightly connected to oh wow the but do, realm. do you think someone that's like cashing out proper commercially through selfridges is to be trusted sorry well I don't know in a way she her argument was like I'm the most legit of anyone out there because selfridges literally have me in house and the dragons actually didn't want to invest in her business just the business which was what she'd gone to offer they were like we want to be part of your thing at selfridges as well like Interesting. We, want, we want ownership on that okay. too. Yeah. Let's do a little trip to Selfridges and get well, our that'd be really done. fun. Well, you kind of want to do it in some kooky place. I want to feel yes, like with lost... like weird like red curtains and you yes. like go through. I don't know if I want to do it at Selfridges. No, been that. If anyone knows of any tarot card readers, let us know. Like basically, you want to do it houses usually. That's the the norm, isn't it? Yes. I saw some weird looking ones in New York that were very much like red curtains up some weird stairs. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to just buy my own from the start. I have had, I've had like a card reading with other cards, like those ones that have animals on them and stuff before, but. I haven't even done that. I need an expert to be in charge. Guys, we need some experts. Um, Kagi, if you're listening, can you let yes. us know? Um, anyway, Kesha was also very interesting because she told me, well, actually she told MTV about eight years ago that she'd had a vaginal ghost experience okay otherwise known as sex <laughs> did you literally go into the interview and be like so i read about your uh, vaginal ghost experience eight I, years ago i had on my notes that's about- such a you question as well <laughs> yeah no even worse than that i had on my notes underlined in green marker vaginal ghost exorcism oh, and i waved God. my notes at her and went oh it's time for time for me to ask you this i've got it highlighted and then she went and underlined yeah <laughs> and i was like <laughs> very important topic here uh, upsettingly however could you um, tell me a little bit more about yes that? well so she told mtv that she was at this haunted house with her boyfriend she she went there specifically because she's attracted to all things like haunted and weird like she actually wants to be around ghosts okay. like she really is fascinated by okay. it and she was woken up uh by well Back, back then she said she was woken up by a male ghost who sensuously aroused her and she had sex with the ghost and she like had this hilarious quote where she was like i need a vaginal ghost exorcism and this they stayed the night in this ghostly yes apparently banana. he was asleep the whole time no, sorry the boyfriend not the ghost yeah. um, <laughs> and, um anyway the story has changed somewhat uh 10 yeah, years on first, guys yeah kesha says look i exaggerated a bit for mtv actually we understand that you yeah, have to have course. a good story for the camera as we said last week can't let the facts get in the way of a good story no that said do you trust what i write for the telegraph <laughs> it um, does get legal <laughs> yes um anyway she said actually um it wasn't really sex with the ghost it was a female ghost who appeared in the middle of the night at the bottom of her bed sensuously touched her leg oh what's so it didn't enter the, the vagina no that said, that's still pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Because have you ever seen a ghost? Well, no, I haven't. And I'm a bit skeptical about even whether Kesha did, quite frankly. But that's just me. I think some people do have quite strong imaginations. Florid said, imaginations. Yes. Do you know what? It's not like I don't believe in ghosts. I don't, I'm not actually like, I don't feel particularly strongly about it either way. Like, I definitely believe that there is like a spiritual realm. And I believe that there are like things that we don't know. And I really believe in that whole like school of thought that loads of like spiritual scientists kind of follow that like physics is also like quite magical. And you know what I mean? Like, there's more to the universe than what we can see. I definitely do believe that. But do I believe in like ghosts? <sighs> I'm skeptical. I would like to. I've never seen one. Is there friendly? I get prayed wrong. No, I've never seen one. But I do, my mum claims she's seen one. What kind but of ghost? she does have a Florida imagination. What so. did she see? I feel like the people that say they've seen ghosts are always the people that I think like could probably imagine it because they have like such vivid yes. creativity. 
Because they really want to see it. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's not that they like have made it up. It's that they genuinely like had like that vision. Like, do you know what I mean? Like their brain like created that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than, it's like a false memory almost rather than like um, a lie. Yes. So, no, I think that's so true. What did your yeah. mom see? So my mom was in this house that was basically, my, we were in France. My little brother was like a baby, like breastfeeding age. So she was up in the middle of the night when everyone else was asleep doing breastfeeding. This house is uh, my uncle's wife, who's French. It was the house that she grew up in, like her parents' house, that when her parents died, like they kept it. So we'd all gone there. And it's obviously like, it was quite an old house. Like nothing had been done to it since like the 70s. Anyway, my mom claims that she saw this, like, it was like an old hag. It was like the hag. That <gasps> she, saw. This, she said she saw this hunched over little, like, witchy old lady and um, was really scared. And then she, like, went like that, like, sort of shook her head and then it was gone. And when she told my cousin the next day, he was like, yeah, yeah, someone died in that room. Like, the room that she'd been in doing the feeding was where, like, that the great-great-grandmother had died. Yeah. And it was, again, I think childbirth related. So my mum was like, maybe they were, like, appearing to me because it was, like, a mother a mother thing. to mother yeah um so you know i do but my this bear in mind and i love my mom to pieces and i absolutely do believe her but she is also the woman that says she's seen a fairy so what yeah. where <laughs> Just, did she see a fairy i think she's like, I'm, i can't remember her exact like what she said exactly happened but i think she like swear to god that she saw a fairy when she was like 12 in the woods or something so yes that's oh, that's so what cute! I will say what is that film where they chant? I do believe I do in believe fairies. That's in Peter do, Pan. Oh, then yeah, there's that film called, which I used to love as a child. It's called a fairy story or a fairy tale, and it's about yeah. um, Victorian children. And they yes. created the photos. It was all around the time of that uh, of Houdini. Is yeah, it Houdini, the, the I can't remember, but yes, I think it's all about. And, and, and it's based, in fact, in that there was some kind of like hoax in the Victorian era where like there was these photographs because people obviously could manipulate photography quite easily then. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway well guys if you've seen any ghosts yeah. or fairies would love to know I love those stories like I'm so willing to be proven wrong like I love a ghost story like when people tell them I'm never like no you're making it up like Marlon's aunt thought she saw a ghost my cousin oh this was it actually which did definitely lend my mum's story gravitas the cousin that my mum told the next day he claims that he's also seen that same ghost in that house at different times Wow. And it's not even like once, um, you know, it's not like he just heard your mum's story, was suggested the image therefore, and then saw the ghost the next no, day. No, he was like, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. He wow. was like, I've seen that ghost. Like when I was like 12, I saw it or something. So, yes. Have you ever felt like a malevolent force? No, I haven't. If anything, I would say whenever that, those, those like spiritual experience things or like, well, maybe that's why we call it spiritual experience because it's positive, but those like, sense of something else usually for me has been like a positive not a negative it's been like as per Kesha's bonkers oneness mm. experience it's like those sorts of things like a, a sensing a greater a greater like a, a greater force if anything like a benevolent a benevolent power oh, rather than a negative one yeah I once had a really horrible night in Devon where my sister went through this really weird period I mean, it's not funny because maybe she was like going through stuff, but she went through this really weird period of like waking up in the middle of the night and having a blood curdling scream in her oh sleep. But How she old was she? This is like three years ago, two years ago. And okay, she, so an and, adult. Yeah. And, um, was it like child child? No, no, it was literally like two years ago. And she hadn't warned me about this. And we were sharing a room <laughs> in Devon um, with, uh, we'd, yeah, we'd gone to Devon with my parents. Me and Amber were sharing a room. And halfway through the night, like at like 2 a.m. or whatever, she sits bolt upright as if she was possessed like in the exorcist blood curdling scream like i'm not gonna do it here but like the type you imagine when like a high like a proper full-on yeah like like curdles in your throat you know 
And I was like, oh my God, what? Were you sharing a bed? No, two swim yeah. beds. And then she goes, she goes, I'll never forget this. She goes, there's a man with kebabs as arms and what? he's swinging skewers of vegetables. Oh my God. And then flies back down. And that was it. it. And that I'm is... like, and I'm like, you have just left me here in like this like creepy old part of Devon in this like old house. I'm freaking out. You've just gone happily back to sleep and I'm just left here unable to sleep. Then what happened was that um, I can't stop thinking about this man with no arms, like yeah. swinging kebabs, veg- kebabs of vegetables. And then um, I get sleep paralysis for the first time ever. Have you ever had no, it? No, I it haven't. Is the absolute and worst. And they do call that the hag, right? It's like the hag sat, sat in your chest. Yeah. So then suddenly I, I'm not asleep, um, but I'm kind of getting there. And then I'm, I feel completely awake suddenly, but I can't move, completely paralyzed. And I'm just seeing this like man with the swinging vegetables and I am completely paralyzed, can't speak, can't move, but I'm completely awake. That's scary. Yeah. And have you had it since? No, never had That's it weird. Since. So it was literally like a one time, because I feel like sleep paralysis, people that I know that get it, get it quite a lot. Yes, I've never had it. So like a friend of mine who gets it, she said she always gets it after like, you know, if you've just had a bit of like a crazy weekend, not enough sleep, or like if you've gone to a festival. So she says that's always when she gets it, when she'll then like have a prop, try and have a proper night right. of sleep after like disturbed sleep. For yeah, yeah, days. yeah. But yeah, that freaks me out. Yeah, it's awful. So she then told me that she had also felt sleep paralysis that night. Oh my God. So you're wondering whether it was in fact some kind of presence in the room. Yeah, that was, like, why did we it? both have sleep paralysis? And she's not, it's not something that she usually has. I don't know. I don't think so. But then again, she had like clearly like blithely not told me about the weird blood curdling scream that apparently does happen often. Did she ever get to the bottom of that? The scream? <laughs> yes. I, not with me. I mean, I ha- I did at the time, obviously, was like caring and was like, are you okay? Yeah. Is there uh, something going on? Yeah, is there something like dark, like evil within you? No, not that, obviously, but is there something <laughs> going on? Um, and she was like, no. I think maybe she had quite some bad, some bad anxiety it at the time. It might have been some stress, yeah. like coming out. Like one of my friends has this stress dream that started during our A-levels and now she always gets it whenever something like horrible is going on, whether with work, whatever, which is a dream where her mouth is filled with chewing gum and the more she pulls it out, it just doesn't go and it stretches and stretches and there's just more and more and more and it's this like recurring stress dream that she can really like tune into when she's in a bit of a bad way because her subconscious lets her know with that dream. Oh my God. Isn't that like with, when you lose your teeth in a dream as well? Yeah, yeah. Very stressed. Teeth falling out. That's meant to like mean something oh my god so the chewing gum is essentially like pulling out your teeth oh anyway so that was a very fun um hour with kesha well that all sounds really fun like what was the drama why did you end up binge eating celebrations post interview right okay so um basically i may i was instructed before the interview that i was not allowed to ask about the dr luke trial yeah yep. obviously fair enough because as i'd like accidentally end up as evidence right um, but as we say when the trial's in july and the album's called gag order quite a tricky feat one might wonder why she was doing any press at all you know doesn't seem sensible but there we go uh yeah so one of my questions was too um close to the subject matter right and i may have been bollocked by the manager oh no um but it's fine i just yeah as long as kept up storm out crying no she didn't um and and actually she was so cute at the end my boss's um daughter is a huge Kesha fan and he was like as a joke like oh do you think you could like get her to like record a little message or something and then was like oh but no don't actually ask her don't actually ask her and then I did ask her oh you did he must have been so charmed so apparently she cries every time she listens to it no stop oh my god she's like made up girls 
yeah 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 that she's really so happy yeah and well done babe I think that's really you. nice yeah I was like I asked her to do it as a voice um note because I thought a video feels like oh she a could like post forced. it on Instagram or whatever yeah. but this voice it feels so personal to have a little voice recording yeah she did a really cute one she actually seems really nice um you know it's quite we're very different as people because she's so like spiritual and so into all of that and, and I feel yes in and I'm so not a pragmatist yes but I really enjoyed asking all those questions about the paranormal I am fascinated yeah, no, in you that. are definitely interested in the paranormal yeah but I am surprised and I'm really impressed that you lent into the astrology as we say because I know I don't know I your eyebrows could have been halfway up your forehead well I think but... it's because I couldn't ask about so any of our lives to like, like find all these other like what was she wearing sorry to ask such a basic question so but I must know very different to how we maybe used to think of Kesha as like covered in glitter and yeah, like party yeah. colors and like you know the the um TikTok video she was all in black looked very much she's so tall didn't realize how tall she was she? I would yeah. imagine had to not be tall because I feel like celebrities are always short. Yeah, no, she's really tall, was dressed all in black, kind of emo-ish. Oh, that bit black nice eyeliner, still got her like trademark, like tousled, like blonde, blonde yeah. hair. Was incredibly like cute. What I couldn't get over was how softly spoken she was. Mm-hmm. Like considering like, you know, her like, you know, the TikTok video, like the, yeah. her TikTok. You imagine a more brash version. So brash yeah. and loud. And she's so like, um, forceful on her new album Gag Order but her speaking voice is like this she speaks really? like this and I had to like move Surprises my dictaphone to like write by her face um, I was like oh my god you are so like quiet and softly spoken and like serene she radiated like softness and in fact she said to me she couldn't watch any films that had any violence even comedically because wow. she simply cannot stand confrontation and then she said to me this is so like Hollywood but she was like I'm not a fighter I'm a lover yeah <laughs> Well, um, you know, I don't like watching violent things these days. But you will—you would watch like a, a, you know, fun action sequence. I mean, I would, but I often still like close my eyes in those would scenes. You? I just like—I just don't even want to like take on this mental image. But I become a much more aware with it. Weirdly, the pandemic is what like triggered it all for me. From the pandemic onward, I was just like, nah, cannot take in anything depressing, anything gory, anything negative. Interesting. Well, she said she's always been like that, apparently. Although I say that, but I was just telling you off air before about an extremely depressing dog breeding panorama I was watching so in fact clearly I can handle some depressing yes. things you can deal with like socially like politically relevant yes but stuff. violence especially yeah I find hard to deal with guys PSA we have to tell you about London's hottest new hack that is a game changer for date night and will be music to the ears of all the foodies listening I promise yes honeys you know that we love a fancy meal here at Straight Up so Yonder is a premium lifestyle credit card and our new sponsor and hear us out this isn't just any ordinary credit card the points you earn can be spent at some of London's best restaurants cafes bars and entertainment hotspots and new members can try Yonder out for free for the first six months bargain the money you spend using the card from your weekly food shop to your summer holiday converts directly into points that you can then spend at these incredible places from Bow to Cricket to Crossbows to Lena stores you name it now I've had credit cards with convertible points before but they're always so limiting in terms of where you can spend them it's business hotels or boring brands that feel quite irrelevant or quite frankly just way too expensive Yonder is the first credit card that lets you spend points in the places that you'd actually want to go anyway trust me guys it's so good that when my boyfriend first got Yonder and took me out for a free dinner with his points so romantic I immediately reached out to Yonder myself to see if they partner with us because I had to tell you about it it's also a genuinely amazing way to discover new restaurants or try new things in London, particularly since the experiences are changed up every month. I, for one, have booked to go to a pasta workshop at a restaurant in Shoreditch using my points, and it's definitely not something I would do otherwise. Very exciting. 
very exciting, babe. Similarly, my boyfriend and I went to Soho's new super cute, cozy British restaurant, Sussex, on Sunday evening, which I definitely wouldn't have done otherwise. I would be at home, pigging out on a delivery, feeling sorry for myself. So, the details. After you've passed the six-month free trial, the card costs £15 a month, which may seem like a lot if you don't already pay for a premium credit card, but something that immediately makes the cost worth it for me is the fact that the monthly premium includes worldwide travel insurance and you can use the card abroad with no FX fee, no matter what the currency considering I pay similar travel insurance anyway and rack up about 15 quid in currency conversion fees every time I go abroad. It was a no-brainer for me. Head to yondercard.com to download the app and try Yonder for free for your first six months, plus get £5 to spend on one of Yonder's treat experiences. Approval is subject to eligibility and you need to be over 18 and a UK resident to apply. A membership fee and T's and C's apply. Borrow responsibly. The representative rate is 64% APR variable. So go get earning those points. Thank you to our partner Yonder. Also, she went to rehab for an eating disorder, which I, had, I hadn't been quite aware of. Well, she must have carried so much trauma. I don't even want to say too much about it now because I'm getting scared. But re her court case, like being in an abusive situation, allegedly. Yes. Um, <laughs> Shopping, allegedly. Then. allegedly in, like that would obviously have such a knock-on effect on your mental health and your self-image and all of that. Well, so. she claims that Dr. Luke would tell her to lose weight and that he, she was like built like a fridge or something. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and her mother claims that as well. Do, is the mum backing all the claims? Yeah. Is the, yeah. But he's denied that. Um, I mean, again, without getting too litigious, would we agree, allegedly, that it seems pretty much like he did do what he's allegedly accused of? Well, I would say that allegedly, uh, it seems quite possible that he might allegedly... Seems pretty likely, doesn't it? Well, I just think if you're a man in the early 2000s and you're managing this young... He was a manager as well as he was the like, producer of like all the music. She was signed to his record label. And he just controlled everything about he her He controlled career, everything. Basically. Yes. I mean, he made her very successful. But was she just a pawn in his game? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, what's even worse is that, so she claims he raped her in 2005 and then she couldn't leave. Is that the major charge? Yeah. yeah. And then she couldn't leave his label. Oh. Um, so, I yes, mean, let's, so anyway, and so um, I wasn't allowed. Oh, I, she also asked me not to ask about the eating disorder, which was interesting. She said she'd like said enough about it. I think you probably would feel, wouldn't you? Especially if you're like really in recovery, you might be like, I've said all I need to say on that. Like, I don't want to keep yes. rehashing old ground. Also, she's like written a whole like op-ed about it for Elle magazine like years ago. Yeah, like, okay. she's, she said her piece. She's definitely yeah. said her piece. Um, but no, we really got on. I really liked her. It's a sh- I, I did, my overwhelming feeling was like, my God, I feel like I shouldn't, even be asking you anything right now i feel like you're in such a vulnerable, vulnerable place still even though she she said she felt very happy and felt very liberated and i'm sure she is but like at the end of the day you're still about to go face your like alleged abuser in it's court very brave of her to be doing all this press like we say yeah i mean i don't understand why she couldn't just release the album after the trial and then do no. the press and then talk about everything but maybe it's all a bit tactical to be honest because what if the trial doesn't go her way and all that kind of thing do you imagine like they might have been like it's too risky and actually we should capitalise on the moment of people talking about it of it being in the press so even though she can't speak on it they're still like very good point hinging on the drama also you can't call it gag order no you can't after the trial after the trial so I think there's definitely a little bit of a a biz- smart business move yeah, there at play all in all, it was a highly stressful interview because I just was like so scared of Fucking saying up. something wrong, yes. which I obviously did. And then it's not nice being, you know, bollocked by no. someone's manager. Did you leave it on a good note? Yes, because we yeah. left on the like cute voice. She memo. gave you a, ki- uh, a kiss. No, uh, she shook. She shook my hand. Hug, 
Oh, she shook your hand. She shook my hand. Yeah, I really didn't know what to do, but she just shook yeah, it quite Yeah, sometimes formally. you don't know whether people are going in for the hug or the handshake. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she said, I'll see you hopefully at Soho House later. Oh, Just that's for cute. her album playback. And I was like, I'm sorry, I won't be there. <laughs> um, because I, I won't. will, I just yes. won't. <laughs> No, we don't need to get too much. No, into because that. I was busy. But no, genuinely, her album, which is out now, is fantastic. Um, nice. Go and listen to Eat the Acid in particular. Would you ever do acid? Do you know what? No, I never have, because I've always been a bit like scared and like. I mean, certainly no way I'd do it now at this age, having never done it. Um, Lastly, I have a yeah. really scary story about someone I know who did ayahuasca. Oh no, don't because I've actually had quite a bad story recently about Have someone you? as well. Yeah, because like never being the same since. Basically. Yeah, so I know someone who went to um, abroad with her partner, and they both did ayahuasca. Did they go to a special ayahuasca retreat, or had they just like happened to do it when they're on holiday? They happened to do it when they're on holiday. Apparently, there's a lot of con men like in that uh, world as well. Yeah, and the boyfriend woke up the next day and dumped her. <gasps> oh God. Okay, that was not what actually what I was expecting you to say. He he woke um, up and was suddenly like this like my whole world has changed and you're not in it anymore oh my god yeah and they'd been together for like 10 years and so like what's the latest on the situation she's single and is he loving life or is he miserable i didn't get an update on him yeah because the person that i know that's had a bad experience has had it was like a trigger for terrible mental health basically Anyway, babe, Cute. do you have something fun to tell me? I do. It's not so much interview-based. I wanted to talk to you about the new series, Dreamland, <gasps> that Lily Allen's in. Yes. You know, the Sky original comedy. I haven't seen it, but heard of it. So it's right up our street and our lovely listener street because it is basically from the production company that belongs to Sharon Horgan. And it's <gasps> like an all-female writer's room. It's like all-female characters. So it's quite bad sisters-y. Uh, Which has been renewed for season two. Yay, I'm so excited about that. So it's set in Margate and the name obviously is a reference to the seaside towns like big theme park. And it's about a kind of dysfunctional family of women. There are four sisters, a mum and a grandma. And it kind of opens with Lily Allen, who plays Melanie, coming back from France where she was working in fashion in Paris, but she's fucked it up. And she's like swilling a can of Stella coming into her sister's baby shower. Her sister has had fertility issues and that's why the baby shower is an extra big deal. In fact, not even fertility issues, sorry. She had suffered like a terrible miscarriage with her previous um, pregnancy. She already has two children. So there's like, you know, she's feeling sensitive about it. Mm. Lily Allen is actually brilliant in it. Is she? She's is that, really good. And it's she's six been episodes. In, on stage before in the West End, hasn't she? Yeah, she has. She's a really good actor, actually, I will say. She basically really embodies the like fuck up character quite well i don't know how much to get into it because i don't want to give any spoilers but there is a really interesting interview that i read with Lillianen as well about how one particular scene in it which is about a very bad decision made on a night that involved lots of like drink and drugs said that it was super triggering for her to film that because obviously she's like lived that before where basically you know how she like cheated on her ex-husband with like female escorts and stuff she i didn't know yeah that. did you know this so i'd like i did remember because that female escort line in particular was like huge when it came out she's talked about it on podcast but she also wrote about it in her memoir a few years ago 
This episode is sponsored by Huel. Okay, guys, if you haven't heard of Huel, then you have to listen closely to this. It has literally changed both of our lives when it comes to fitness. We are both so much healthier and in the best shape we've ever been, if we do so ourselves. And we've been saving loads of money as well, and it's all thanks to Huel. Yep, we'd both tried various proteins before, but trust us when we say that none are like this. Huel is a nutritionally complete meal, which basically means that you can have it as a delicious shake in so many different flavors. I love the salted caramel. Els loves the chocolate. It's 200 calories per scoop, and two scoops gives you literally everything your body needs. It's 26 essential vitamins and minerals and a massive, massive 40 grams of protein. Also, I have literally zero time in the morning for breakfast, no matter how hard I try. So Huel is so useful first thing. I don't spend money on overpriced and unhealthy breakfast anymore. Neither do I embarrass myself in front of my colleagues by having lunch al desco at 10am. I mean, I just cannot get over how tasty it actually is as well. I love mine with a bit of peanut butter and some ice. Also, it's £1.68 a portion. I mean, how can you beat that? It works out to being so cheap. And if you order via Huel.com forward slash straight up, then you'll get a free shaker and a free t-shirt with your first order. Okay, so this is your PSA, gang. Protein does not make women look bulky or masculine. Repeat after me. It makes you look gorgeous and healthy. And Huel is the best of the best. There's a reason this British company is taking over the world. So do get involved and join us at Huel.com slash straight up and let us know how you get on. So her previous husband, Sam Cooper, basically, they had a baby who died, basically, a son. And then they went on to have two daughters. So she'd had, like, three pregnancies in quite a short succession. She was quite young when she got married. I think she was literally, like, 24 or something anyway. Yeah. And then she basically ran out of money. As a family, they couldn't pay their mortgage. So she had to go back into music, even though she really didn't want to, because they needed to pay their bills. So she went on tour, and she supported Miley Cyrus on tour. Yeah. And the Miley Cyrus tour was obviously quite, like, sexualized. Well, I think Lily was, like, it was highly sexualized. And basically, Lily Allen said that she felt, like, sort of jealous of Miley. Like, Miley, Miley was, like, younger than her, prettier than her. She felt really frumpy and like mumsy after having recently like given birth yeah. and she got addicted to Adderall Yeah, uh, and because it made her like work faster and harder and all that. And then it just kind of spiraled into this addiction, which took over her life and she was drinking and partying way too much as well. And it was just basically like her rock bottom, like she lost her house, her marriage broke down. Is this when she, she lost, lost loads friends. of weight? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Although now she's very, very slim. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way or or a particularly deified way. I just factually think that it's because she's clean living now. She's right. mentioned that, I think, previously. So when people have been like, oh, you're really thin. She's like, yeah, I'm sober and I work out five times a week. So this is what I naturally would look like. Kind of right, thing. I see. So it's just her natural shape. Yes. Yeah. And obviously she's married to David Harbour now, who's the actor from Stranger Things. We love. Who we love. They've got a very Wait, cute so, life Wait, so sorry. So she hired several female escorts. Yeah. So she cheated on her husband quite a lot through that tour. She was like miserable. She was like getting drunk and high and whatever. And... Um, Is she bisexual? I don't know really particularly. She che- cheated on him. Like she said, like cheated on him like several times, including with female escorts. Oh, I see. Yes. And then basically... Yeah, lost everything. So she decided to get clean or realised that she had a problem when she actually seriously considered taking heroin. So that was quite interesting. Wow. Like you can definitely see basically, and again, I'm not going to give away too much, but when you watch it, like you're like, oh, you can totally see that you're like drawing on personal experience for some of the narrative. And yeah. it brings up really interesting questions. I actually really want to talk to you about it, but also I just really don't want to ruin the show for everyone. It's only six episodes. What's like one burning question? Well, it's just like, I guess like, what counts as unforgivable <gasps> and like what is the most unforgivable thing someone could do to you yeah i think like if you cheated 
if you and my boyfriend cheated together, that's unforgivable. On both our parts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a betrayal in the series, as we say, and it's just like, I don't know. It brings up quite interestingly, I guess, based, as I say as well, on her personal experience, not that they specifically based it on her personal experience, but what she must have drawn on when acting is like, how far can you go in blaming like alcohol and all of that in like making a monumentally bad decision that's really interesting yeah and i don't know because sometimes i do think like when watching it i was like why the hell would you ever even be in that situation like i.e i don't know like your boyfriend and i would probably never be alone partying together for hours and hours and hours straight in a hotel room or something you know what yeah. i mean like the, the actual scenario in which that would happen wouldn't happen if you say yes I mean. if you're putting so yourselves you in, put in, in that scenario in the place, yeah. there's already something wrong there's risk there. there because as a straight man and woman slash you know of course a queer couple that are sexually attracted to each other whatever you know what i mean if you if there's potential for attraction there and you're alone drinking a lot i feel like that's never gonna end well you know yes but then also i think if there's if if there's attraction i I think if there's attraction you would you would maybe drunkenly kid yourself that like oh well there's no way anything would happen because you know he's with my best friend Mm. and she's his girlfriend and therefore it's fine to be drunk together i think sometimes that is actually how it happens because they have such like a wall like a sit they build a wall of like safety around Mm. them in terms of circumstance but then even outside like for example say if you your partner and i were in the same place for work at the same time right i'm really sorry to my boyfriend yeah sorry sorry to use you all right let's say for the sake of argument let's say you guys were in the same place at the same time like your friends like i would expect you to meet up for drinks like it'd be weird if you didn't really Yes. If you were both in the same city for work. Okay, if me and your partner were both... And I would trust you guys implicitly to get fucked up together for 12 hours and it'd be fine anyway. Not that that would ever happen since Martin's literally sober, but you know. <laughs> okay, so would you find it weird if me and your partner went to a party together with other people because we yeah. just happened to both be on a work trip in yes, the same yep, yep. city and then you found out later that me and him went back to one of our hotel rooms and just did like just drank loads together yeah. till like four in the morning just us two so like no i wouldn't find that weird unless you didn't tell me about it but do you think therefore that if me and your partner maybe fancied each other a bit we should tell you or do you not think that the better Ooh, thing that is to, a tricky one to just yeah. find the strength within ourselves to quash it and save you the pain yes probably the latter because otherwise we ruin everything i just find it so odd to even think because it must just be the way, the, especially the female brain works. I don't know. That's a huge generalization. But I literally cannot fancy my friend's boyfriends. Like the minute that I know that they're my friend's partner, obviously most of my friend's partners I've met as my friend's partner as well, rather than knowing them first. Yeah. I'm just like, you're a brother to me. Yeah. That's just how I see them from the get go. Uh, yeah, I exactly. So it's odd to even like imagine a scenario in which I have a secret flame for a friend's partner because like that just wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think secret flames must develop over, over a long time. Yes, I would say that often those kind of infidelities say more about the insecurities and deficiencies of the person and the person they're cheating on rather than the like attraction of the person they're cheating yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, it's like literally the like, You're, it's not you, it, it's me. Yes. Yeah. And therefore the person they're cheating with, it could, could be anyone. Could be anyone really. It's about their own like journey and not about like... I think I mean I'm wildly generalizing sometimes as well you do have those stories of people that have affairs and it's like an unfortunate start to a relationship but actually they're like wildly in love and it works out really well for them after that you do hear those stories 
Do you think if your partner cheated on you, you could ever be friends with him again? What, as in considering, split up but be his friend? Considering you share a dog and a cat. To be honest, I wouldn't necessarily break up with him full stop, let alone just be friends. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just, well, the thing is, we've had this conversation before and actually you, it depends what kind of cheating. Yes, it does. It's because all the way cheating is Well, different. also I would say like a one night stand is obviously completely different to an affair. That's true. So for you, it has to have like an emotional, an emotional grounding to be worth a dump. I mean, I think so, but I'm not going to lie. It's easy for me to say that because my partner isn't the kind of person that ever puts me in a situation where I feel insecure like that. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So I can kind of say it like, like theoretically. But you don't know until you're there. But I don't really know until I'm there. Also, I'm always interested in, is it worse to find out that your partner has had an emotional affair no physical mm. contact or would you rather just like a stupid drunken shag do you know what this actually feeds into one of my other recommendations which i want to talk about in a bit and i won't get too much now but daisy jones and the six <gasps> and actually a deeply emotional connection can obviously be like probably more difficult to deal with as the partner of someone whose eyes are straying i think so okay let's get into it let's get into daisy yeah. jones okay so daisy jones and the six you haven't seen it so i've seen 20 you instructed me to watch as yes. much as i could yesterday i managed 25 minutes what did you think be um, honest i really liked it did you okay good because one of my friends the other day i was going on about how much i loved it and she was like i'm not gonna lie i'm really surprised that you liked that because it's like a musical and that's not usually your kind of thing i haven't got to well to be fair they have there hasn't been that much music yet so guys if you haven't watched it yet it is based on taylor jenkin reed's best-selling novel of the same name it's on amazon and it's a six no it's more than six i think it's 10 part series about a band a fictional band called daisy jones and the six who basically fall out at the peak of their career so it's framed i actually really like the narrative framing device it's that it's a documentary so it's about a band in the 70s but you see the characters in their like modern day talking about what actually happened yes so the kind of blurb i think was like in 1977 jay-z zones and the six were on top of the world the band had risen from obscurity to fame and then after a sold out show at chicago's soldier field they called it quits now decades later the band members agreed to reveal the truth so it's done in quite a nice, like, retrospective way. Sam yes. Claflin is the lead man. So fit. And Riley Keough, I never know how you pronounce that. Yes. Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Yes. Is Daisy. Who is in Zola, which you should see if She's you amazing. I love her. But I will say, my friend and I were talking about this. Um, Daisy is a little bit annoying as a character, but she's still fabulous. And the fashion, the 70s fashion in it yeah. is, like unreal her fringe looks amazing her fringe looks great there's also uh, Suki Waterhouse is in it she plays the keys player and then also who's Camilla is it Camilla Marone she's like oh my god stun like literally my number one girl crush now is she do you know who I mean no Camilla Marone do you see Suki Waterhouse and our pats as like a well lasting like acclimatized couple yeah I do um yeah I do see that lasting actually I mean maybe not I don't know I think I always assumed he'd go for someone like super art house film. Yes. Rather than like model slash actress. And I don't mean that in a disparaging, disparaging way. way. I just mean I thought he was a bit of a snooty guy. But again, I mean, well, remember all the awkward cheating drama with him and a... Uh, is it Kristen Stewart or Kirsten Stewart? Why have Kristen I forgotten Stewart. Kristen Stewart? That was I was awful. looking at those pictures the other day. That was really unfortunate. Can you imagine the shame in that? Like being finding out publicly in that way. Yeah. <sighs> Four years of relationship, you wake up one morning and your girlfriend's just snogging some director. Also, the pictures are really like revealing. Yes. It's not just a snog. She's got him, she's like bent backwards over the fence and he's yeah. like 
You can he tell they're having a full blown affair, basically, yeah. from those photographs. It's kind of like those unfortunate Lily James and what's the actor called? Dominic West. Yes. Where was that? Venice. Venice. And they were like, no, nope, put us friends. Yeah. And then they're like actually snogging on the scooter. Yeah. Um, and then they, he did the like walk of shame with his wife the next day. Yes. Didn't they have to go to like a press event together or something? No, they so just awkward. weirdly got papped outside their home to be like, we're still a couple. Oh yeah. As in like. As in they literally called we're the unshakable. And they were like, here we are. Well. Fun side note. I mean, it's not that fun, actually. It's quite sad. And again, maybe libelous. So sorry about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sam Claflin actually used to be my mum's neighbour. He lived. <laughs> sorry, is it that bad to be neighbours to your mum? No, no, sorry. That's not the <laughs> litigious part. So Sam Claflin and his wife, Laura Haddock, who's the blonde actress who was in uh, The Inbetweeners. She's in loads of stuff. I should be called Laura Haddock. Yep. And Kathleen Codd. <laughs> that's, that's quite a ring to it. And they live. Eleanor they, Halibut. They sorry, bought, oh my that. God, Eleanor Halibut. I quite like that. <laughs> I said that because my surname's Halls. Eleanor Halibut. Eleanor and Kathleen Scott. So the gossip on them is that Laura Haddock actually cheated on Sam Claflin. So stop looking so startled. Uh, Poor guy. Poor man. So they moved. He was like a single dad with the kids for a while in the house. Or I think maybe they were doing like the split chair thing. But obviously like everyone on the road was talking about it as well. I was like, man, this is kind of inappropriate. Do you know what I love? Okay, this is maybe controversial, but having listened to your mate Gwynny's podcast with Call Her Daddy. Also, why does Alex Cooper call herself a founding father? Founding father. I don't know. I'm not really like versed enough on the call her daddy law no to understand anyway um and what Gwynny and um sorry Gwyneth I can't keep calling her Gwynny like you do <laughs> we don't know her what Alex and Gwyneth talk about which is really interesting is that we've only recently in the last like 20 years like been able to talk about women leaving relationships or like cheating yes Yes, actually. I suppose it was like so shameful they would pretend that the woman had died in childbirth or gone to a mental institution or something rather than be like they've left them Yes. Wouldn't they? And um, recently I saw this Vogue article all about the Sydney Sweeney drama with the Gwen Powell, Powell. Which and we documented we did extensively we several did. weeks ago, if you'd like to go and listen. Go and listen. But basically the Vogue article was saying that we're slut shaming her because, as I just mm. did, we keep calling it the Sydney Sweeney drama. I mean, yes. I would say that just because she's more famous. But apparently people have been saying that she's like a homewrecker. Oh. and drawn parallels with the R. Pats and Kirsten Stewart thing. Oh. And people were really misogynistic about Kirsten Stewart and also Elizabeth Taylor, even though Richard Burton was also cheating on his wife at the time mm. and she got all the shit for it. And also Olivia Wilde. It's a good point, actually. But then again, other than the exception of Elizabeth Taylor, only the woman is doing the cheating there. Yes. I mean, it's different with the Richard Burton thing because he was also cheating. Yeah. But to be fair... No, Glenn Powell is also cheating on his girlfriend. Yeah, because he's in a relationship as well. Yes, so it's true that maybe Sydney Sweeney is getting the brunt of the shame. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like with Laura Haddock as well. I'm like, is that public knowledge or is that just like neighbour knowledge that like... Neighbour knowledge. Yeah. Sorry, who the hell is Laura Haddock? And it's really random. I mean, I was really surprised. They literally don't live there anymore. They lived there. They moved there like 10 years ago. And I was like, why the hell are these like famous actors moving onto this like random street in Ealing? But... She was, it was like quite early on and she was in The Inbetweeners. She was in that thing called Humans that was on Channel 4 about like the robot people. You'd recognise her. Let me show you a picture of her. Yes, I watched Humans. Yes, you'll know who I mean. Okay. So Daisy Jones and the Six is honestly one of the best things I've seen on TV in a really long time. Everyone loves it. I adored it. And you really do feel like so immersed in the world. And it's like, so 
one of the main things that people talk about, I should just preface, is that um, it's kind of loosely based-ish, takes inspiration from bands like Fleetwood Mac. Because you know how Fleetwood Mac kind of like imploded because there was like relationships going on like within the band and it was all falling out and bad vibes and all the rest of it. Daisy Jones is about the warring front men, front and woman, one of them being Daisy Jones, front one of people. them being, yes, one of them, the lead singers, perhaps I should say, the lead, one yes. of them being Sam Claflin. And they have this kind of like, uh, intensely like, um, they have this weird relationship where when they first meet, they kind of hate each other and they're like kind of competitive and they're like, you're really annoying. I don't want to sing your songs. I don't want to do it your way. And then this like blossoms into this like incredible attraction. And Sam Claflin's character is married. His wife is the photographer for the band and she picks up on the emotional connection between the two of them and gets like very upset. Like, you know, it's very yeah. like nothing actually, I think ever even like really happens between them, but like what's going on is like just as bad for sure. Cause it's just so obvious that they clearly are like completely enamored with each other. What did you think of the music? I loved it again. And like I say, I hate musicals. I couldn't watch something. I cannot watch shit like La La Land. Not interested, but this felt deeply like it felt real. They felt like real music. Like as well, Marlon obviously like was saying being a musician music for tv can so often be so obviously fake like yeah. it's really obviously been written for tv these felt like real songs well apparently they went in my head since so, so, so i read in the new york times a few weeks ago that they went to like a rock boot camp where they got like real rockers drafted in yeah yeah and like proper songwriters um contributed on the on the full there's like 25 songs so the album yeah. that they talk about in the thing is called aurora all those songs were actually written there's like a main i'm gonna have to double check it but writers on it include like marcus mumford phoebe bridges yeah like so really famous phoebe people bridges, yeah. contributed and they taught them how to like move on stage and like put on a concert it feels so real and yeah. i think that's what's so and you really do feel that you're getting like a flavor of what the 70s music scene was like and like i say the fashion is really great like i love that really great i love daisy jones's outfits and she just looks so cool. And she's slightly annoying, as I say, but that's like... Why is she annoying? Well, because she's a typical, like, uh, I guess, front person who just, like, wants all the attention. So it's quite funny because they'll, like, show the two of them, like, literally vying for attention for the moment. Her and Billy. Performing. Her and Sam Claflin, whose character is called Billy, I think. Yes, yes. you're right. Well I did glean that you, from my 20 minutes I'd watching it. because I haven't actually watched it for, like, a week or something. Yes, Blake Mills wrote all the songs, produced them, co-wrote them with the, with the various stars. I would never have thought that you would have liked that, Cuthers. It's quite a non, so, an un-me show, isn't it? Uh, like I say, I loved it because it was done so well. Like it was executed brilliantly. All the acting's so good. As I say, Camilla Marone, who's the w- thingy's wife. Oh, I want to see her wife. because oh she's your girl crush. just Also, whilst we're waiting to see stunning. her, what decade would you most like to live in other than the one we are in present? Ooh. Do you know what? I could see you as a 60s girl. Could you? The problem is, like, obviously we are so unbelievably fortunate in terms of, like, women's rights and stuff that I'm like, we're kind of shit to be a woman, like, any time apart from now, really. That's true, actually. But then I was really, like, enamoured by the opening scene of Daisy Jones and the Six where Daisy Jones talks about what it was like to be kind of growing up in the early 70s, going to gigs and stuff. And she said, the, she's, there's a quote that says, the world just felt so good and so kind. Yes, and I think that would have been lovely, actually, like the optimism in the 70s yeah. and like the kind of free living hippie, like, yeah, that no to the war, yes to love. Yeah. Like, and that's saying for women, actually, we were getting so many new rights that maybe it, would it must have felt, have felt quite liberating. Yeah. yeah. Talking of good shows, um, I yeah. must recommend Jury Duty, which is on yes, Amazon. Yes, yes, I really want to hear about this. Can I think, you set the whole scene? So Jury Duty is on Amazon and it's a very strange show. I don't know who came up with it. And I keep go- I Googled for so long for um, interviews with the producers to see like how they came up with the concept and like how they got it greenlit. But there was nothing. 
basically, um, Amazon put out a ad on Craigslist, I guess last year, asking for contributors to a documentary about the American judicial system yes. and specifically jury duty. 4,000 people replied. They interviewed... I don't know how many of them, a lot of them. It's quite interesting because I had no idea that that's how Amazon cast No, me neither, on Craigslist. <laughs> An ad on Craigslist. Yeah. If I saw that, I'd be like, that's clearly not legit. Yeah, exactly. And um, they were looking for a kind of hero figure to be part of this reality TV show, which essentially is a hoax. Anyway, so they found this guy called Ronald Gladden, who's a project manager. He's 30 years old and he agreed to be part of this documentary. He is the only person that is part of this documentary for real because everyone else who is filming around him is an actor and it's all a hoax. And is he aware of that? No. So he doesn't know that they're actors? He doesn't know. So it's kind of like... It's like the Truman Show. Yes. So basically, everyone is an actor, the judge, all the jury, and Ronald has no idea. And what's very funny about it is that um, James Marsden, who's quite a famous actor, Westworld, X-Men, whatever, is playing himself. On trial? No, he's not on trial. He's part of the jury. Right. And he just happens to be in the jury and he's like, yes, I am James Marsden. Yes, and he plays a parody of this himself. This is what was confusing me, that I was like, it's a reality show, but there's an actor in it playing himself. I was getting really confused. Yeah, so he plays a parody of himself. So he kind of plays up to this idea of, of what we imagine the worst of Hollywood to be. Okay. Super entitled, narcissistic celebrity who's just constantly talking about um, what shows he's been in and what films he's been in and is constantly asking Ronald like whether he bought or rented Sonic on whatever streaming service because he gets a dollar if he bought it. And the funniest bits are watching James Marsden along with other members of the jury trying to get out of jury service at the beginning. Everything that's ludicrous that happens is then like observed through Ronald's face. So you see, you're always, always going back to how Ronald is perceiving yes. it. Because that's, I guess, where the humour is, Exactly. Right? And it's like, what the fuck's going on? Exactly. And it gets more and more ludicrous. So the beginning is just them giving excuses as to why they don't want to be in jury duty. But then it gets more and more ludicrous to the point where, like, James Marsden, like, cr- trashes a birthday party because he doesn't get a film role. Um, he, like, has to block Ronald's toilet with a turd. But I would say that... Um, I've only seen half of it, but obviously, like... The end game is that Ronald is eventually told that it was all fake. Yeah, yeah. And um, Ronald has spoken about it since. And he said it's taken him months to like understand that it was all fake and like understand what is reality. And I was kind of trying to figure out by like Googling interviews and stuff, like what is the ethical and like legal. Yeah, especially when like the whole point of the Truman Show is that what they're doing is unethical. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think as a society, we've definitely all like accepted that like you can't really like like make people part of like a massive TV ruse without their yeah. knowledge. Like, I'm isn't really it weird confused. stuff around Darren Brown and that even as well? Like you have to have like... You need to have signed something, yeah. like a waiver. Because otherwise... Because he would have signed to be part of a documentary, but like... He probably didn't read the contract. Yeah. It's probably just like we're filming the whole time and whatever happens, like... Maybe there'll be a clause like... It. Like it may not be... It's a bit like with Too Hot to Handle. It may it's not... structured reality. It's not exactly what you think it is. Yes, and also mm. the show's concept or premise and show name may change at any time. Oh, do, is that what they put in the... Li- well, I assume so. Because yeah. how else could... Because you know how Too Hot to Handle, they have to trick them into... It's a different show. It's a different yeah. show. So they don't realise that they are not, are not allowed to have sex. Anyway, but I did think like, my God, the poor man, like... And also made me think, like, obviously Amazon have ploughed so much money into this show. And James Marsden did say that, like, the stakes kept getting higher over the... Because it was over three weeks. Because, obviously, with every day, like, so much money is being put into this show. And if someone breaks character or, like, makes it obvious that this is all fake, the show can't exist. 
It must have been a really strange experience being on set for something like that. Because yes. there is no cut. A lot of it is improvised. You're just rolling the whole time. James Marsden said it was the most, he'd never done method acting before, apart from for this show, because he felt like he had to, he went home every night after filming and would imagine every single possible scenario that Ronald would present to him or something that he would say. And then James would like prep his answer. And he was like, it was the most prep he'd like ever done for a role. His most challenging role playing yeah. himself. But no, I think they're all still friends. And now Ronald is doing like commercials with Ryan Reynolds. I was going to say, I mean, I'm sure Ronald's probably quite happy about the turn his career has taken. Yes, because now he's doing all these ads about like Mr. Nice Guy. You know, he's become like the Mr. nice Poster guy. Nice yeah, guy. yeah. But I don't know how much that was going to last. Oh, okay. I'm excited to but see it. But it's so cute. However, The Guardian gave it two stars and said yes, it wasn't funny. Because I saw, I Googled it. Weirdly, I hadn't even heard of it until yesterday because Elizabeth Day posted about it. And you know how she's like a big reality TV fan? Yeah. Like, I definitely agree with her on loads of TV stuff. Like she loves Housewives and all those things yeah. that I love. And she's like, hey, there's nothing wrong with reality TV. Like you can watch it in like an intellectually stimulating way. So I'm on board. And she was like, she did a post about it. and was like, this is literally the best thing I've seen on television for years. Like you have to. Like the start of the caption is like, please, 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 please go and watch this. Really? Yeah. yeah Joel Goldby said it was the best thing he'd ever seen. Really? Wow. That's I mean, why I watched goodness it. Goodness me. Yeah. I do like his opinion as Joel well. Joel Goldby said he watched it all three times. Really? Did mm. he review it for somewhere? That he wrote a piece about it in The Guardian. Oh, I haven't read any of his. But wait, he didn't give it two stars. Someone else. No, someone no, else. Because yes. I think The Guardian they do, do like a US reviews. one. They'll be like yeah. an Observer one and then like a Guardian. Yeah. One. yeah. Um, so really recommend. Fun. I'm definitely going to watch that. Finally, very quickly, can we just quickly, quickly discuss the Hayley Bieber Sunday Time Style yes. interview? Because I want to get your thoughts on that. I mean, I don't get why people love her that much, you know. I'm indifferent I don't to get her, it. I actually will say, and I think people really sit on the like, side of the fence with Hayley Bieber. Some people are, like, literally obsessed with her. Like, they love, they think she's, like, the biggest style icon. And other people obviously hate her, especially all the Selena Gomez fans. Listeners probably remember us talking about this earlier in the year. Yeah, I say it was in, like, March. There was the a beef, beef, basically, between Selena and Hayley Bieber because Hayley Bieber allegedly made a video t- making fun of selena with kylie jenner and then all of the selena fans like jumped on it and were like you've literally been like ruining selena's life for a decade you like stole justin from her you've copied her beauty her beauty brand like anything that she ever does you just copy it and it really made me get to thinking because essentially for those that haven't read it what she says in the interview is that she really wants to have kids and she literally cries about this all the time but she's too scared because she's of online hate so she said it's enough that people say things about my husband or my friends. I can't imagine having to confront people saying things about a child. I am very torn. That's so right? sad. I say, I mean, I, this is what I want to get your take on. Like, do you feel bad for her, or are you thinking like boohoo Haley? Like, do we agree with Selena fans that Haley is always making herself out to be a bit of a victim when actually she's like the petty one who's made life difficult for Selena, and she's actually this like privileged rich girl that's like had life handed to on her plate, and she kind of makes out that things are so hard for her. Or do we think that actually it's totally out of order? She's literally just an innocent, sweet person trying to live their life. She didn't have this manipulative plan to like secure Justin, which is what a lot of the Jelena original fans say. Basically, they're like, Hayley had this like master plan to like get Justin as hers, kind of like, I don't know, it's probably dripping in misogyny, that, yeah. that kind of idea. But oh my God, do any women really create like master plans to get men? I don't know. Well, there are little like bits of like evidence, I'm using air quotes here, that they use, which are like um, Hayley 
literally was like tweeting about how Justin was her dream man, like when she was a teenager, like before uh, she even met him. She used she to was a believer. And she was also a Jelena supporter. So she used to be like, Haley and Justin are goals. They're the best couple ever. Basically, the sleuths, the internet sleuths have gone back through the archives and argue that she's kind of manipulated her fame in the situation to get Justin. And that was always her plan. How did her and Justin meet? Three friends. And they were like together for a little bit and then they split up and then she kind of like went back with him. Thing is though, no matter like, I think that like, yeah, you may be able to scheme your way into meeting someone. But you can't like scheme your way into marrying them. You know what I mean? They're not going to fall in love with you if they don't like... Unless you're literally giving them a love potion. I mean, she does copy Selena quite a lot, as I say, because when I was like, what the hell is this beef and why does anyone care? And like, what are all the trolls claiming? I kind of read like a sort of timeline where obviously, you know that whoever's put this together has a bit of an agenda, but there is actually quite a kooky thing where like, or spooky, I should say, where every time Selena does something, Hayley does like copy it soon after. That's so so like, weird. Selena launched her lockdown cooking show. Six months later, Hayley launches her lockdown cooking show all in her kitchen. Like there were... Hey, like the beauty brands like there were quite a few like things that Selena's done that Hayley then does the same thing straight after and the fans are basically arguing that Hayley kind of like wants to like be Selena and she's like obsessed with her I wonder though like, when you're that famous how much of it is your team like her team might have suggested she do that she doesn't even realise Selena's that actually that. like it looks like a bait copy Yeah, I don't know and also like how original is that idea but then again maybe she is copying but then also I think a lot of these people like you know when you were younger and you were accused of copying someone's fashion taste a lot of it is from God, that was like such a burn wasn't yeah, it, it was they were like you're copying me yeah and you'd be like no I'm not I swear but when I but got so a, I, I got accused of that I definitely got accused of copying yeah and for me it was because I didn't know how not to like dress all the time, and I was just copying someone I deeply res- admired, like, admired. <laughs> yeah. yeah I remember one of my like big girl cousins getting like really annoyed with me because I kept wearing my hair in the same style as her I'm like sorry I am like seven and you are like 14 like just allow me to copy your hairstyle Obviously, there's a difference between now copying, like if you're ripping a brand off or you're ripping off someone's idea. Oh, yeah, if you're like taking their intellectual property, that's like a whole different story. I mean, I will say people do say that Rode is very good. Uh, Oh, her skincare. Yes. However, wasn't it you literally saying to me yesterday that Rare Beauty is very good? Was it you saying that? No, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't. Oh, my God. I think that was literally on like a vlog that I watched. Selena's Rare. Yeah. Selena's is Rare Beauty and it's like very like viral on TikTok. And apparently her begin with an R. Yeah, and apparently her bronzer is like sensational. Oh really? I'm actually in the market for a new bronzer. Well, there we go. So my honest thoughts are, yeah, it's probably just people making shit up. Alone nothing. Sleuthing for the sake of it. But, um, and just, oh God, it just sounds so tiring. Also, it sounds like they actually like each other. Like, didn't Selena tell... Oh no, I don't think they do. do But didn't Selena tell her fans to stop trolling Yes, in a very muted small Instagram message. Yes. I did, like Selena said something, but it was hardly like this, like, it was like, you know that I don't stand for bullying, please stop. It wasn't like, I love Hayley and she's a great person and all of this is rubbish at all. And Hayley reached out to Selena and asked her to do that. Like, Selena only made the statement because Hayley asked her to. Mm, I don't know. I feel like we need more intel. We do. If anyone knows more about this whole search, let us know. But generally... Especially our American listeners, actually. I yeah. love intel from our American yes. honeys. We love you guys. Thank you for always sharing the real deets. Like, we've had one American listener let us know about certain restaurants. We once recommended a restaurant in New York. It was Carbon, actually, wasn't it? And she was like, it's not very good, don't. Yes. Recently, one of our American listeners let us know that all Americans actually find SNL very unfunny as well. Oh, yes, they do. It's not just yes, us over here. Us. Thank you, American Hans. Yeah, I don't get the like massive hype with Hayley anyway. I'm sure she's a nice girl and she's clearly done very well for herself. But she's like, dull. Phew, I don't care. 
No. But maybe we're not her gen, you know? No, we're not really. I think we're probably a bit old. But everyone just can't... So that um, Sunday Time Style interview that I read went on and on about her luminous, iridescent skin. Mm. I'm sure she has amazing skin, but like, my, is that all she's got to say for herself? Well, you would if you've got like... But it felt like that was all that was like... It felt like that was her US... Imagine USP being your skin. Being that you have like gorgeous skin and like quite nice, like clean... Good, good style. Yeah, you know I mean, like clean lines. Wait, what's she Mute. famous for? So people like her style because she wears a lot of like muted. I mean, she has actually got great style. I will say, she's like, famous I for really her muted tones, like muted tones, and so she's a model. Well, yes, she is a model. Yes, obviously there was all that weird stuff with her mom as well, Hilary Baldwin, when they were like, is she like co-opting Spanish oh, yes. identity? Hilarious Baldwin, as yes. I like to know. <laughs> Sorry, I said that for the first time today. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> As you like to know her. <laughs> um, yeah, I... But um, also, like... Oh, yes. is Oh, no, this is my point. Does she deserve sympathy for saying she's famous and therefore that stops her from having children? I'm sorry, but, like, since when are people's children, like, trolled in the public eye? Do you know what? I would previously perhaps have agreed with you but i have actually heard about that like cardi b said the reason that she didn't share culture's face for like ages because of like how mean people are like criticizing a child's appearance and stuff really yeah and i think chloe kardashian's had that with true as well actually miley miley cyrus's sister noah told me that like one of her like the earliest breakdown she had was because paparazzi shots when she was like because i think from the age of 13 you don't have to blur out people's faces what, I can't, faces. what age is it is it after 12 i don't know but she, essentially she was always papped from a very young age and that caused her to have such body dysmorphia and stuff yeah so maybe i do yeah get that i do get that but you know she wanted to be famous because she's a mod- like you don't become a model to not be famous and she does say that one of the incidences in the last year that really incidents kind of- otherwise known as yes why did i say incidences <laughs> is that like a plural is that even a word no, incidents is the plural of incident but incidences is a word, isn't it? Anyway. Oh. Well, I could be wrong. Not, you know, I could well be wrong. She basically said that with all the hate that she's been getting, she specifically referenced the response to her mini stroke in March last year. Because she was like, the day after I was hospitalized, it was on the internet. I wanted to talk about what happened in my own words. But so many people were making assumptions. If you let things like that silence you, you're allowing people to dictate how you live your life. Sometimes I just want to curl up and be a hermit. Like, if this is how people feel, maybe I should just stay home. But I'm not really that kind of person. So I think she was majorly pissed that people didn't have more compassion when it was, like, particularly around Well, of health. course. Yeah. Well, yeah. people... That well, as, quite rightly, by the quite way. Quite rightly. Obviously. Sorry, where is Justin and all this? Why isn't he supporting Hayley? And indeed- I mean, to be fair, it was her interview. So in That's that, true. and he has in the past when he's been asked about wanting kids, he's been like, I actually quite liked his response. He was like, hey, yeah, I'd love to have like a little like brood of my own, but also like it's my wife's body. It's up to her. Right on. Right answer. But Jay. I do feel like he didn't really speak out when him and Sid- when Haley and Sidney oh, were God, beefing. Oh God, no, I think he doesn't get involved in those But really situations. he should have, because a lot of the fans, a lot of the people being mean are probably his stands. They're yes, well, possessive. they're Jelena fans. Yeah, yeah, they're the ones that so still he, want them to get back together. I think he stuff. should have put out a statement being like, I love Selena, but like, no, as in I have so much respect for our history, but like, I'm with Hayley. I feel like he has. I could be wrong, but like, do you remember a few years ago when there was that whole thing at the Met Gala where she was like crying and she had to put on her sunglasses and he was like, it's okay, I love you. Because people were being like, Selena or whatever. Fans were like saying something. Do you know anyone that is like getting this obsessed with like, sorry, but everyone just doesn't get a grip. care about that really, haven't you? Sorry, no Sorry, as in the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, like they've split up like seven years ago or whatever, like get over it. Do you think if like, say you accidentally became famous... Yes. Say you became famous because Marlon became like a world conquering like superstar. Yes. Which he may he may still become. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. 
Do you think you could actually cope with the fame? I definitely wouldn't love it. It'd be really weird. Especially, it's... You would go full woo-woo. Yes. You would go I'd have to be a very full spiritual... spiritual... You'd go signs. full Kesha. You'd I would. Kesha on steroids. I think I would. I think I'd have to, like, spend most of my time at retreats. Yeah. Um, and I definitely wouldn't like the thing that you mentioned. Was it last week? Was it the week before when we were talking about the uh, thingy Curtis? Curtis Sittenfield. Curtis Sittenfield's book um, about being like the normie who like thinks they're wearing nice leggings and then the paparazzi pictures make her legs look like horrible yes unflattered yeah like those kind of things i really wouldn't like because i think actually, you would i think you'd be the kind of person that would no longer have a phone this feeds in i definitely would this feeds in as well to quite a fun question that you asked this morning to our guest for last week which was like do you have prep of do you like are oh you, yeah are you like media trained in paparazzi imagery Pips. yeah and actually i'd like so often i even when i was on my hand on the weekend obviously we were taking videos and stuff and watching back a video of myself i was like i'm literally like not in control of my limbs <laughs> like what is wrong with me like i need to start actually being more aware can i give you a good hack that i Go got on. from a really stunning friend once who's yes. really good at pictures so when you smile yes also if you notice with the way kardashians post the pictures it's always head down yeah but put so head down put your tongue behind your front teeth Mm. I'm trying it. And then smile. I feel like you look a bit startled. It doesn't suit me as a person, I don't think. But try it. You do it. Are you doing it? <laughs> yes. You I'm... look unhinged. Yeah. No, but, no, but you're not meant to do the full frontal toothy shebang. So, Just like be hot. Okay. Yeah, but is your tongue in front of yeah. behind your front teeth? It feels... You look mental. Odd. Yeah. Okay. We don't look good. Let's not do that again. She maybe she missed out a step. No, I mean I feel like I have heard about that before. The whole like tongue behind the teeth thing. But yes, I think essentially to get your poses really nailed, you actually just have to do quite a lot of practice in front of the mirror. I do know my good and my bad side. I do know no, my good. Like and my, we, we luck, left side. Luckily for us, we have different good sides, so we can always it's stand really on either handy. side. Anyway, guys, we're going to go to the Dorchester now for a little party. We are. I, I was going to tell you about Johnny Depp. Ramble. I can't be bothered. Sorry. <laughs> Yes. Let's do it another time. We'll do it another time. But um, yeah, I've got, I would like to talk about Johnny Depp's comeback. I would like to hear yeah. about it. So let's, do it let's save time. that for next week. Yeah. Maybe in our intro. Yeah. All right, um, honeys. We're going to a party. So forgive us. We're leaving. Love you loads. Love you. Rate, view and subscribe. Send to a friend. All the usual jazz. Bye. Bye. Bye.